So I knew the house was probably hit pretty hard, but um, I had no idea that I was going to walk upstairs and see the sky and the entire second floor is pretty much gone. Sorry, the, the second floor of your house is completely gone? Yeah, pretty much gone. There's no roof. Um, there's no back of the house. There you go. And uh, that was just a few days ago. And that was Natalie Harris's voice um, chatting with our Alan Carter. And she was the one who looked up at the blue sky just minutes after tornadoes had touched down in Barrie and realized the reason she was seeing the sky is because her home had been destroyed. And so the cleanup is well underway in Barrie, but there's still 71, which is actually a much higher number than I thought. But 71 homes have been deemed uninhabitable. And um, this, of course, was the big story dominating airways, you know, on Thursday and Friday. But this headline will fade. And for a lot of these people out of homes, this is just like the start of months of pain. Natalie Harris is Barrie City Councilor for Ward 6. She's also become kind of a face of um, of this near tragedy, certainly uh, the destruction. She joins us now. Good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So we're a few days away from from this particular event. Um, how are you feeling these, you know, these moments? How are people feeling now that the shock has kind of exposed itself to reality? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think that some people have finally been able to uh, get a lot of the cleanup done. Uh, to be specific, 108 tons of tornado debris has been moved right. to our landfill and Barrie. Um, and then now we're able to um, kind of get uh, you know, closer to finding answers from insurance companies, etc. But the, it's a, going to be a long journey for so many people with respect to um, mental health and um, and different relief that they'll still need for maybe even over a year. Yeah, and this com- comes, of course, when you know you've already we've already been this through sixteen months of hell with this pandemic, mm-hmm. and people are tired, exhausted, mentally, you know, drained, and so now they're dealing with this. And I think you know, it, it's a big headline, it's a big story, but the cameras do leave, and, and I think a lot of people forget that the, there's a lot of track left on this uh, for those who are living in Barrie. And so, what what are you seeing? I mean, as far as I know, your house was hit particularly hard. Certainly, your your son who was uh, could have been in his bedroom, which no longer exists. It could have been a much worse um, scenario than, than what we're talking about now. But what is the situation? Where where are people like you living? Yeah, so just to be uh, very clear, it's my ex's house. Um, I was there visiting. I'm there all the time. He, and my son's there and my dogs are there. Um, so, But I, of course, live close by. But yeah, it's uh, my, my ex, John, who is actually a paramedic in Peel region. It's his home. Um, so there's a lot of things that are still happening right now to help the community. Um, one of the things is on July 22nd, we have a community event, uh, event to support mental health, and that will be for kids and adults. Um, and then people are still continuously reaching out and asking where they can make uh, monetary donations and donations of other things. And they can still do that by visiting SalvationArmy.ca. And if you are in the Barrie area, you can drop off uh, monetary donations to the location on 16 Bayfield Street. Um, but, you know, we still have a ways to go. We're still kind of unwrapping the onion to see what else even needs to happen as um, we haven't even really um, gotten down to the core of how many for sure homes and what kind of extent they are going to be need with repairs. One of the things we're definitely looking for is long-term housing, long-term mm-hmm. rentals. That's quite difficult right now for people. Um, in fact, John, who is my son's dad, is staying at a hotel 
not even in the city of Barrie. He's staying in a hotel in Newmarket because they're so full. There's that many people that were displaced from their homes. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's quite something of just how this displaces because, you know, in your case, you know, everyone just kind of gets scattered and uprooted from where they, they are used to and um, out of house and home. And, and anybody who's been through a renovation knows it's never a fast process. So right. just imagine having to rebuild an entire community and, and all these houses. It, it could take a very long time. And I have to think that there will be those, even though the province said it's going to step in and help make up for shortfalls here, there will be people that don't come back to this community or can't rebuild. Absolutely. I think that's a very high likelihood. A lot of the reason for that as well is just the trauma that's associated with being in the area. I know that I went back and so did John the next day to the site and it was just so overwhelming and emotional because to be honest, it looks like a movie scene. It doesn't, it's very, very difficult to process that this happened in a matter of seconds and the entire community was destroyed. But um, the city of Barrie has really come together to make sure that there's so much support for the community. Um, People can also go to servicebarrie at barrie.ca to be added to the list um, if you want to offer any type of assistance whatsoever and they can go to barry.ca forward slash tornado recovery for a whole host of information uh, frequently asked question answered uh, and those types of things but it's it's an ever-evolving situation for sure but man the community has so come together uh, tremendously my son uh, is 15 and he wants to be Mm. a police officer that's his dream. And I've been inundated with uh, responses from different services from all over the world, even from the UK, to send my son crests and challenge coins and anything that will bring a smile to his face. So there's no lack of support, that's for sure. Yeah, and that is really touching. Um, uh, no question about it. The uh, the soul needs just as much help right now, certainly, mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, anything else. Um, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, Barrie is this place that gets hit by tornadoes. I mean, obviously everyone knows the 1985 tragedy, um, which was the worst of them. But I mean, over the years, it it is an area that is prone uh, to tornadoes, which is, I mean, probably why uh, the response was just so fast uh, in, in this particular case. Is there a learning lesson here? I mean, you know, I mean, does this make the, you know, Barrie even better prepared for the next time? Because uh, chances are there will be a next time. Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm I'm bringing a motion forward to City Council on August 9th uh, and working with the Institute for Catastrophic Loss Reduction to hopefully uh, approach the province to change the building code where um, things such as hurricane straps are added to buildings that are in Ontario, mostly central Ontario, where it is prone for tornadoes. Um, So uh, there are a lot of other things that that are recommended in the motion as well. But uh, these straps are about a dollar each and they're very economical and um, with the, 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 to- the tornadoes that usually hit central Ontario are usually F0 to F2 and this was an F2 in Barrie and these straps are very um, uh, they, they secure the roof quite well and, and obviously I'm very interested in learning more about this and bringing this forward to our city because uh, the roof was ripped right off of John's yeah. house and, and my son's room was upstairs. Yeah. And, and and had this been at night, um, you know, it's just that one tiny investment that could uh, stave off so much damage, not to mention injury. Um, just quickly before I let you go, uh, Natalie, what is the greatest need right now for those who are um, out of house and home in Barrie? 
yeah, to be honest, it's it's uh, short-term rentals, which is kind of a hard thing to to make happen. So if people do have that possibility or availability for families, please just reach out to Barry. Um, you know, call the city, go online, barry.ca, and reach out to the services there to hopefully find some other homes. That's really the main thing right now. Um, we still have a lot of different um, resources that are available on scene, bins that are free for people to dispose of debris, um, fees are waived until July 23rd at the landfill to bring that, um, you know, and, and the school, which is close by, which was used for a location for donation, still has supplies. They have clothing, they have food, they have toiletries, everything that anyone would need. So we're really good with that. Um, but long-term rentals is number one, I think, right now is what I'm hearing. Yeah, and and, uh, and to keep people in in our thoughts, um, you know, as these headline fades. Well, look, Natalie, uh, appreciate you coming on because you're doing double duty these days. You know, you've got to put your counselor hat back on, just kind of get back yeah. in the trenches and keep working. But I know you've got a lot on your plate dealing with the personal side of this as well. So we appreciate you joining us. Anytime. Thank you so much. That is Natalie Harris, who is a Barry City Councillor for Ward 6 and clearly has her work cut out for her. Uh, but nonetheless, barry.ca if you want to pitch in and give any kind of help. When we come back, we'll get our Global Talkers and we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. And um, at 8 o'clock, we'll talk with uh, someone in the Indigenous community who was deeply uh, offended, um, disgusted when they saw the Prime Minister kneeling on the graves of children at the residential schools. And we'll have a conversation why symbolism is no longer acceptable. They want less talk and a whole lot more walks. We'll have that conversation at 8. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on Point. This is Global News Radio.